Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back to today's issues here on American Family Radio. If you want to listen to us on our app, just download it, the AFR app, and then you can listen anywhere you go, as long as you got high-speed internet. Anywhere in the world, quite frankly, you can listen to American Family Radio with the AFR app. Tens of thousands of people <clears throat> have downloaded it and use it, so... If you run out of AFR radio signal, you can still get the programming. Mm-hmm. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson and Ray Pritchard, raised in Kansas City. Uh, Fred and I are in Tupelo, Mississippi, and Steve Gerdahl is with us. I am, right here in Tupelo, Mississippi. Steve has lived, where, where all have you lived, Steve? Uh, lived the first six. I'm talking about when you weren't running from the law. Yeah, just, right. Okay. First just, six years of my life in Santa Cruz, California, on the beach. Uh, lived a year in Albertville, France. My folks were missionaries, learning the language there. Then four years in Tananarive, Madagascar, where they served on the mission field. Uh, came back, lived in Scotts Valley, California, not too far from Santa Cruz. Uh, lived up in Portland during seminary. Um, lived in... Tulare, California, and um, oh my gosh, the other town in California where I served. At That's churches. right. Nobody knows. Man. And then um, uh, Colorado Springs and Tupelo, Mississippi. He was. In I the, might have missed w- something. He was in the witness protection. Program. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to tell anybody. Man. What what seminary in Portland? Western Seminary, the Conservative Baptist Seminary. It's a sister seminary to Dallas Seminary. You familiar with that, Ray? Absolutely. Okay, Earl so Rodmacher was the president yep, there yep, for he many, was. many years. Yeah, who was Earl Rodmacher? Uh-huh. But he and, and Steve, you were there. Uh, what in the nineties? No, it would have been um, eighty. 80s? I graduated in ninety-one or eighty. 80, now, 90. did you did you drop in in that long list of places? Did you drop in Madagascar? Yes, I did. Okay, just dropped it in there. Just do for you, grins. Do, do you remember much? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I was like uh, <laughs> yeah, how old were fourth, you? Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Okay. Where where is that? Uh, that's off the coast of, ba- of Africa. Yes, it's the fourth largest island in the world that contains no penguins. Hey, this what? trivia question <laughs> <is> Friday. <laughs> what? <laughs> you haven't seen the movies Madagascar? The Madagascar movies? It's a it's a it's a uh, uh, it's a uh, cartoon uh, movie, right? Yeah, it's an animated right, right. movie, and it's right. three penguins who escape from. Uh, Zoo in Madagascar. Well, there might be some in the zoo in Madagascar. What do you What do you remember? What's What's it like over there? Oh, um, well, for a, a kid, uh, growing up in a wild place. I mean, it was um, a little third worldish, but I, there were hills to climb and exploring to do. I remember if you went up in the hills far enough, you got to the top of the mountain. There was the Queen's Palace from back in the eighteen hundreds, um, and all the way on up, I would. Uh, See people and uh, uh, other people. Are the people uh, uh, Arab or African? African. By African, I mean black. Are they black or Arab? There's two different tribes. The darker skinned people are on the coast, uh, Mariner tribe, and I think there's Mariner. And then the uh, lighter skinned are inland. And Is it mostly Muslim? No. Or what? No. Well, at, at the time, uh, it was there was a local um, 
religion that was kind of animist. Uh, so uh, they worshipped their ancestors. In fact, they had one interesting um, ceremony. Uh, they, they honored their dead, and they did this by digging them up out of the grave or taking them out of their tomb home or whatever. And they'd parade around the, the town with these things. Yeah, party, they'd spend a year's salary just toting did they, this. Did they uh, put them back in? Yeah, when they're done. Is this annual? They dig them up? No, just as, as often as they can afford it or when the I wouldn't even put their gods, you... when their gods d- demand it, So they don't it, I guess. put them back in very low. No, they don't dig of, too far because you got to get them right back out. Yeah, most of this, most of the uh, uh, the tombs are like things you can walk in. Like we have them here in the United States, oh, where you okay. go in and you, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking what about. Talking, we'll anyway, call. yeah, fascinating. But yeah, it's uh, so. What kind of church did y'all set up over there? Uh, well, it was, we were conservative Baptist uh, missionaries. It was okay. the CBFMS was the mission uh, agency at the at that time. It turned into Venture and something else. I don't know, but. Wow. Um, and uh, we started, uh, well, my dad actually went, uh, his job was to translate uh, seminary courses uh, from English to Malagasy. But there was no English to Malagasy dictionary, really. There just weren't that kind of... But they uh, spoke French, is that what you said? They did. A, a kind it, of French. No, French French. Okay. It, was a, it was a French colony until the okay. 60s. And so that was a second official language. So my dad, who must be one of the smartest guys in the world... Learned French, and then from that second language, translated English to Malagasy through French into the seminary courses. Just Did you have Bibles that they could read? Yeah. There was a Malagasy Bible. Yeah. I mean, we weren't the first. In fact, there's a story. uh, They made a movie about it, uh, like a Billy Graham-type movie. It wasn't Billy Graham, but um, there was some Christian persecution in, in the 1800s in Madagascar, where they would actually, they literally threw Christians off of a cliff to their deaths um, <clears throat> as a kind of a persecution type thing. Really? Yeah. So they, it was... the, the movie was called The Book That Would Not Burn. Uh, talk oh. about the, the, the persistence of the scriptures there in that, in that land, yeah. despite their... Well, yeah. you lived a, quite an interesting life there. I uh, know, and I'm only Brother like young. <laughs> Still a young lad. Yeah, right? <laughs> um... Ray, have you ever been to Madagascar? I have. I, like most people, you know, I know where it is on the map, but that's it. I've not been there. You, but you, you uh, speak but a little. You, you speak a little Malag. Mal- what you call I have Malag- Malagasy, and I have huh? phrases here and there. I I, I do uh, speak French though. What's the most popular food over there? Rice and and beef. They have uh, they eat rice at almost all of their meals because the rice patties are everywhere. And at the time when we were living there, it might still be the case, there were more cattle than people on that island. So hamburger costs more than steak because it costs them to grind it up. <laughs> it's just... It Wait, was, but it wasn't because they were Hindu. No. They just... No, they, they ate steak. They ate beef. steak. Yeah. Well, the they, climate change people will be coming after them. Yeah, well, and I don't know. Maybe, you know, We were American missionaries, so even though on a missionary salary, you're not exactly um, you know, rolling the dough. We were rich compared to so many of the people around us, the third world country, they might not, a lot of them couldn't afford One other, beef, one other question, when you flew home to the U.S., which probably only one time in your, how many yeah. years were you there, two? Four. Four five, years. Did four you fly five, home yeah. once? We, we came one, home one time. We were going to return. Uh, my folks were on deputation, and then God told them to stay. Okay, yeah. but where, where you, fl- you flew from where to where to where? From Tananarive to Nairobi, Kenya. From Nairobi, Kenya to Munich, Germany. 
I think from Munich to New York, New York to Dallas, Dallas to California, if I recall correctly. Where did your luggage end up? Yeah, somewhere in Vladivostok, <laughs> Russia, probably. <laughs> it's interesting you say that. My dad uh, is a storyteller, right? And um, when we were traveling, my sister and I were traveling. We were young kids, you know, like we, when we left there, I was seven, eight. We left America, and my sister was she's two years younger than me. And so my dad made this uh, story up about Sam and Sally's suitcase. It's our suitcases and the, the adventures that they went on. Because every time we flew or did anything, they went under the plane. We didn't see them. And so dad would make up stories about the, you know, the, the adventures of Sam and Sally's suitcase and the, you know, here and there. And sure enough, someone stole Sam and Sally's suitcase at one point. And oh. we were devastated we just oh beside a sam and sally suitcase it was just a suitcase and i closed in it but sam and sally suitcase were gone so mom and dad said well we better pray we prayed and we got them back wow. <laughs> sam and sally returned i know i don't know how they did it i don't remember but uh yeah wow i could uh, talk about this for a long time well, you might have noticed, very <laughs> interesting i've never <laughs> known anybody that lived as a missionary in madagascar yep. That's I know, neat. you know, know people that lived on the continent of Africa, yeah. and Madagascar, I guess, is considered part of the it continent part of, the of Africa, Africa. But yes. as you say, it's an island, and uh, in the fourth largest uh, in the world, unto itself. All right, Steve, what's the uh, breaking news? This okay. about forty-five minutes ago, apparently, from the Fifth Circuit, the Fifth Circuit has slapped down a President Biden's attempt to change or to re, uh, remove the Remain in Mexico policy. President Trump had a policy, uh, an immigration policy, that if you came to this country and you're seeking asylum, which almost all of these people do, you had to stay in Mexico while we, while we re, uh, reviewed your case. Mm -hmm. Well, the Biden administration said, no, we don't want to do that, and they just kind of wanted to overturn it. They got slapped down once. And I want you to hear what the, the judge said in this case. Um, see if we're just, talking about the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, the, which is in New Orleans, which uh, I think – Five states it covers, We're maybe. We're part of it, aren't we? Yeah, Mississippi, yeah. Texas, Louisiana. Uh, maybe it's not five states. But anyway, they they are the court right under the Supreme Court. Yeah, right. And anyway, the court, it's not naming the judge. Maybe it was a, a unbunk uh, decision. I don't know. But the court said this. They uh, said that the Department of Homeland Security claims the power to implement a massive policy reversal affecting billions of dollars and countless people simply by typing out a new Word document and posting it on the Internet. No input from Congress, no ordinary rulemaking procedures, and no judicial review. DHS has come nowhere close to shouldering its heavy burden to show that it can make law in a vacuum. Hmm. <laughs> no kidding. Fred? <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't surprise me at all uh, that this was going to happen. I think there was a previous decision on this. There was. This is the second time they tried. And what happened was, uh, I believe, Joe Biden, in an effort to allow the surge that he promised during the election, he said, okay, now we're going to take some time to renegotiate the, the Mexico policy. And he's waited months and months and months and allowed this to continue. Basically, it forces people who are claiming asylum to stay on the Mexican side of the border instead of what we've seen now for almost a year is that people come up and say, I'm, I'm being persecuted where I live. Let me in. And the Biden administration says, sure, come on in and we'll take care of you. And maybe we'll set a court date two years from now and you can come back and have a visit with us. And then we'll make you try to claim that you're, you're, 
what your story is. But they never come back. But they never come back. Many of them do, actually. If you talk to a lot of them do, but um, a Mm, large percentage of them do. You better check that. Yeah. I will. You better yeah, fact check it. Because I remember that. talking to somebody who but this, know But that. this is the kind of thing that's been driving governors like, uh, you know, DeSantis of Florida just crazy. Well, it, actually, you mentioned it. We have some uh, little Ron DeSantis this morning. So uh, oh, let, let me just say this before you say that, yeah. and then Ray, Ray may want to comment. Um, okay. First of all, check your stats on that. Uh, I will. It was, uh, if, if I remember I think you're correct, wrong that a lot of them come back. But, it was uh, Sammy Rodriguez but we that can, gave me a we can research that. Okay, so the bottom line here is uh, Biden and Harris <laughs> and the progressive Democrats, I'll use that in quotations, I'm just going to say it like it is. <clears throat> They want to flood our country with illegal uh, illegal immigrants. Yes. Any Anything they say or they might do uh, in the name of law and order on the border is only for show. And they're doing very little of that. Yes. Uh, so everything biden and harris have done only encourages people to pour into our country illegally they tur- they took down uh president trump's wall they uh, uh harris won't even go to the border she went one time to the el paso airport she says she's studying the root causes <laughs> of illegal immigration let me just tell you harris vice president harris that's not your job your job is not to study the root causes of illegal immigration. You know what your job is? Not that she would ever ask me. It's to stop illegal immigration into America and have law and order on our border. That's what your job is because this studying root causes, that's not your job, number one. And number two, that'll take you through about three more years because all you do is say, I'm studying the root causes. In the meantime, not doing squat to stop now getting close to two million people who've come here illegally yep. since Biden took office. That's amazing. Biden also raised his hand, as did Harris, during the Democrat primary uh, debate when they asked him, are you for a favor of paying for medical care for everybody who comes to America? They call them immigrants, okay? And they are immigrants, but they're coming here illegally. Biden and Harris raised their hand. Well, listen, all the incentive in the world is to people to come and pour into our country across our southern border, and they're doing so basically unchecked and, furthermore, it's becoming a cottage industry Mm -hmm. because now we're finding that people are coming here from all over the world. It isn't just Central America emptying out. Uh, are from Mexico, it's people coming from European countries, from African countries. We saw what happened with the people coming from Haiti. 120 nations. 120 nations have been found coming into our country Mm -hmm. illegally. And back to the original point, what President Biden had instituted was, excuse me, what President Trump had instituted was, and it was very smart, and he had worked it out with the Mexican government, that if you're going to apply for, um, what is it, I'm worried about asylum. Asylum, political asylum. You're going to say you're a you're a 
you're being, uh, your life is in danger wherever you come from, so you want to live in America, which is a something we've done in our, our country's history, then you must stay in Mexico while your case is adjudicated, okay? So we can tell the difference between an, a, a legitimate claim and an illegitimate claim. And Biden did away with that. And now what the court is saying, the federal court is saying that he has to reinstitute this, right, Steve? He has to go back. Trump's to the, policy. Yes, Trump's policy has to go back in place. Yeah. Now, um, this is from the Center for Immigration Studies. This is now. This is figures as of twenty. Are they liberal or conservative, or, uh, or in between? They're kind of in between. Their their motto is low immigration, pro immigrant. So I think that's where we come down. If you're a legal immigrant, we're all for you, but we don't like the illegal immigration. But these are statistics, and these again are from 2019. So this is during the Trump administration. Uh, however, I don't know because these court cases are a year or two out. We really don't know how the Biden administration how they're coming back under that. But according to... Trust me, they're not. Well, <laughs> under Trump, 43% of all aliens free pending trial did not appear in court in 2017, which means that 57% came back to court. And part of the reason is because um, deportation orders for failing to appear in court exceeded deportation orders from cases that were tried by 306%. You were a lot right. more likely to be right. deported if you were just caught for skipping court than you were if you actually came to court. So 50-some, more than 50% well, in 2019 showed up at their court cases. Well, Democrat Party is for uh, no borders, no border control. That's just that's just all there is to it. If you don't, tr if you don't believe me on that, oh, I, I, I absolutely no, no, I'm not talking about you personally, <laughs> Steve. I'm talking about if someone doesn't believe that, all you got to do, right, is ask, the Democrat United States House of Representative member, Democrat, a Latino man from the border in Texas, he's been talking about this for 10 months now. And he, he, he's been saying, please help us. People are pouring in here. We don't even know who they are. We can't handle them. It's, over, it's, it's overtaking our capabilities. This is a Democrat. Well, and, and, and Biden doesn't even give them the time of day. So the, the, and what's interesting about what we're talking about here is that the, all the numbers that we talk about with illegal immigration and everything, they're people that we've caught. They're people that show up at the border and turn right. themselves into right. the Border Patrol. How many people just cross and end up going in and disappearing in the Latino community down in Texas or somewhere? And we yep. don't even know about it. Yeah, they never have, have a court date in the first place. You also have the human trafficking, the cartels, the drugs, the gang violence and all that that go along with losing control of the border. Listen, uh, I, we all feel sorry for these people who are trying to come to America or coming to America because they're desperate. And our heart, uh, you, can't, you can't look at these folks and not have a heart for them. But at the same time, either you have law and order or you don't. And either you control your border or you don't. And if we're just going to say y'all come, and everybody gets in because we feel sorry for you. Then just just get the border patrol, and let them go home, and just say we're open, because that's basically what it's become now. You know that's that's uh, maybe unnoticed till till one day some terrorists come in from somewhere around the world and they bomb downtown Houston and Dallas and San Antonio on one day, aka 
uh, well, like 9-11, for example. I'm, I know I'm giving you an extreme example, but I'm just saying then people go, where did these folks come from? Where did these terrorists come from? Well, we, they just walked in yep. is what happened. And all these rules for COVID, too, that uh, Biden and so forth are putting in on people coming into the U.S. Putting, Ray, they're putting COVID rules. If you fly into JFK, you got to show your passport and prove your COVID uh, shot. Or, or you're COVID-free. you got to have a test. Right. And it's got to be a particular kind of test. It's got to be done in the last 24 hours. So this is an onerous, onerous extra yeah. burden for anybody. Trying but, to fly into the U.S. But you fly right? into Atlanta or Chicago or L.A. or New York or wherever from overseas. You got to go through all that. All right, you fly in. You, you walk across the border in Texas. You that none they're of not that, checking. They're not checking anything. No. Yeah. Well, in fact, they're flying them around the country <laughs> yeah. and 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 putting them in uh, states that don't even know they're coming. Go yeah. ahead. Remember what Dr. Fauci said when he was asked about this contrast, you know, JFK versus the border? Yeah. Well, he says the border is a different situation. <sighs> yeah. Somehow yeah. somehow the <clears throat> virus doesn't land on them. You, we talked about the governor DeSantis has announced something, some big news, right? Well, yeah, he, he's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but actually not, because he's put this in his budget. So um, what President Biden was doing is he was sending plane loads of these illegal immigrants that came, just flying them to Florida, dropping them off. And not informing the governor. No, not even telling him, just flying there. So um, Governor DeSantis was on the Ingram Annal, uh, Ingram, I'm sorry, Ingram, Ingram Angle, and he said this about what he was going to do about that cut five. It's people on planes and flies them into Florida in the wee hours of the morning. So they've done over 70 flights uh, in the last six months, dump people here. And so our view is if they are going to be dumping, you know, we want to be able to facilitate transfer to places like Delaware. And so we have $8 million in my new budget uh, to be able to do that. But we also look to these carriers that the federal government's contracting with, and we're going to pass legislation that says if you are facilitating Biden's policies, which is effectively a mass human smuggling operation, uh, you are not going to be eligible to do business with the state of Florida or other local governments. And we're going to charge you restitution for each individual that you're bringing because, yes, they're drugs, they're crimes, but you also have things with health care costs, education, all these services that get taxed because of Biden's reckless mm -hmm. policies. Yeah. Well. What do you think about that, Fred? Well, uh, that's why he has become a superhero. Governor DeSantis is what I'm talking about. He's exactly right, and and he's putting money where his mouth is. He's been talking about this for a while, Governor DeSantis. I love the idea that he's going to put these people on buses and send them up to Delaware, which <clears throat> is President Biden's home state. <clears throat> but also, he's going after the airlines that are contracting with the federal government mm -hmm. to ship these people around. He's saying... Uh, <laughs> We're going to charge you, say it's Joe from Guatemala. Joe from Guatemala is going to run up a tab, a medical tab here in, in Florida. We're going to have to pay his medical expenses, education expenses. We're going to charge it to you, airline. Yeah. It's a great idea. Hey, Ray, what's that website again? People want to participate <clears throat> in your alphabet. Uh, yeah. What do you call the, it? The Advent Alphabet. We're halfway You're through. You're on Variant M now, aren't you? That well, that's right. N I think was variant N, variant N variant N and tomorrow's O Omicron oh, right. Okay, so yes. <laughs> come check us out at keepbelieving.com. Thank you, Steve. My pleasure.
Fred, you bet. Thanks to Brent Creeley, our producers, and uh, let's see. All those other people from the last hour. Chris Woodward. Chris Woodward and Norm Miller and Steve Tiber. You bet. And thank you for listening, everybody. Keep listening to AFR. We hope you have a wonderful rest of the day.